everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're reading Joshua 23, which truthfully, it really provides a helpful key for understanding the rest of the Old Testament. But before we jump in, I want to remind you that the new From Genesis to Jesus Volume 2 journals are available on Amazon. We'll put the link in the description, and the new journals will start being a helpful aid to you as we are cruising through our reading plan and getting closer to 1 Samuel. Additionally, it's also a great time to start thinking about who you want to invite to read with you as we get ready to start the book of Judges, which will be followed by 1 Samuel. Now, all that said, we're in Joshua 23, which gives us a pretty big key to understanding the rest of the Old Testament. So question for you. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where people stand up dominoes in an elaborate pattern? If you haven't, picture it. Sometimes they're weaving all throughout various rooms of a house, making spirals, maybe even going upstairs. And when they knock over the first domino— you get several minutes of the subsequent dominoes falling. They create elaborate patterns, arrays, all sorts of designs. And it only took the fall of one single domino to bring about many, many, many subsequent events. And in a similar but sobering way, it only takes one bad choice to totally ruin or wreck your plans for the days ahead at the very least, to complicate them. It only takes one affair to complicate a marriage. It only takes being caught cheating one time to put an F star on your college transcript. It only takes one time trying drugs to be set on the path toward addiction. Bad decisions can have big consequences. And here in Joshua 23, we see Joshua reminding the Israelites of this same reality. Bad decisions will lead to big consequences. Now, by way of reminder, we know that God had promised Israel a specific plot of land to be their new home. However, the Israelites had to take the land, meaning there were people already living in the land God had promised them, and the Israelites had to drive them out. And again, by way of reminder, this wasn't genocide or an ethnic cleansing. These were people who made very bad choices. They sacrificed their children. They worshiped pagan gods. They mistreated their neighbors. They sacrificed their children. I mean, that alone tells you what kind of people we're dealing with. And as we saw with Rahab, these people had the opportunity to turn to the God of Israel. Now, under Joshua's leadership, Israel made a lot of progress in driving out these inhabitants. But now, in this chapter, he's nearing the end of his life, and there was still a lot of work to be done. So he leaves Israel with some final parting words, some advice, if you will. And Israel's willingness to heed this advice will determine their fate throughout the rest of the Old Testament. And the deal is simple. Hey, Israel, if you obey God's commands, things are going to go really well. But if you disobey, life's going to get really, really tough. Bad decisions can have big consequences. More specifically, here's how this would play out for Israel. As the chapter begins, this is what we read. The years passed, and the Lord had given the people of Israel rest from all their enemies. Joshua, who was now very old, called together all the elders, leaders, judges, and officers of Israel. He said to them, I am now a very old man. You have seen everything the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. 
The Lord your God has fought for you against your enemies. I have allotted to you as your homeland all the land of the nations yet unconquered, as well as the land of those we have already conquered, from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. This land will be yours, for the Lord your God will himself drive out all the people living there now. You will take possession of their land, just as the Lord your God promised you. Joshua's opening point. I'm old. God's done a lot throughout my life. You've seen what he's done, and God will keep doing it. Go get the rest of the land. Don't forget who our God is, and don't forget what he's promised. If he said it, he'll do it. And Joshua goes on, starting in verse 6. So, in light of all of this, Be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instruction. Do not deviate from it, turning either to the right or to the left. Make sure you do not associate with the other people still remaining in the land. Do not even mention the names of their gods, much less swear by them or serve them or worship them. Rather, verse 8, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. Essentially, Joshua is saying to Israel, hey, as you go get that land— Don't halfway follow God's instruction. Remember, partial obedience is ultimately disobedience. You're supposed to drive out all the inhabitants of the land. And so far, we've done fairly well. We've held up our end of the bargain by being obedient, and God has kept his word. However, verse 12, If you turn away from him and cling to the customs of the survivors of these nations remaining among you, and if you intermarry with them, then know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive them out of your land. Instead, they will be a snare and a trap to you, a whip for your backs and thorny brambles in your eyes, and you will vanish from this good land the Lord your God has given to you. Bad decisions can have big consequences. If Israel compromises, if they halfway follow God's instruction, they aren't going to have success. Under Joshua's leadership, things had, overall, gone well for Israel. They'd had success. It's funny, uh, Joshua ends his life reminding Israel of where his leadership began. Back in chapter 1, Joshua was told, in Joshua 1 verse 8, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Joshua had found the promises behind God's commands to be true. If you keep them, you'll have success. And success he had. So the question is, will Israel proceed as Joshua had? Spoiler alert, as we keep reading, we're going to start to see what happens when Israel disobeys God's commands. And when we do, it's important we remember the book of Joshua. When life gets bad for Israel, as we'll see it does, it may be easier for us to be tempted to question God's character. How could a good God let all this bad stuff happen? These are his people, after all. But remember, the Israelites have a choice. They have to choose God's way. They have a choice. They don't have to let trouble ensue. They don't have to make bad decisions. If they choose obedience to God, if they do things God's way, they will continue to have success. Additionally, it's important we notice the connection Joshua is making between God's commands and God's character. Verses 9 through 11 read, For the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations for you, and no one has yet been able to defeat you. Each one of you will put to flight a thousand of the enemy, for the Lord your God fights for you just as he has promised. Verse 11, So be very careful to love the Lord your God. God protected Israel. 
He went before them. He fights for them. He keeps his promises. He keeps his word. He can be trusted. So Israel, be very careful to love your God. Love is a choice. It's an action, a response. Joshua's instruction to Israel wasn't to simply follow the rules. It was to love God with your life. That's the message here. It's not just follow the rules. It's love God. Make choices that honor and glorify him. Love was the motivation or should have been the motivation behind the obedience. It's not just strict rule keeping, which raises some questions for us. When was the last time you thought about what motivates your obedience? Do you go to church because you're supposed to or because you love God? Do you serve at church because that's the Christian thing to do? It's a requirement for membership or because you love God? Why do you do what you do? What motivates your Christian behaviors? When we lose sight of God's character, we forget that his commands are loving, and then eventually we start to tarry in our willingness to obey. God's character and God's commands go hand in hand. He wants what's best for us, which is why bad decisions, decisions that oppose or ignore God's instructions, can lead to big consequences. But thanks be to God that he forgives us for all of our bad decisions. That's all we've got time for today. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.